to the Desiring Brethren podcast, where a couple of guys uh, raised in a beautiful tradition within the church, uh, sometimes less than beautiful, but always um, fill in the blank, guys. Always perfect. Uh, de- desirable, I would oh, say. <laughs> good use, Tanner. Good um, use. At any rate, we just discuss some um, unconventional or not so many times talked about topics and just kind of help think through our faith a little bit more and we would really like to invite you in this conversation with us it would be great and it's always better with more is it okay for christians to have sort of a just kind of a frivolous but that has connotations vacation or holiday or travel or should it always have some type of like purpose and utility to it and Mm. mission along the line in order for it to be justified or can we travel for the sake of traveling so i think not a lot of us have done traveling there's one guy that (laughs) (laughs) so maybe we'll weigh in on him for a bit tanner you've done and welcome our guest (laughs) (laughs) it's me it's me (laughs) it's tanner tanner how uh you wrestle with this for a bit because you were in traveling through India and stuff for quite some time? Uh, a couple of years ago, my wife and I did six months of traveling. We were going to do eight months, and we ran out of money, um, which was sad, but we did. And it just was born out of like, man, we've always wanted to travel, and everybody gets married, and then they get boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Dave. Dave. Do you want to talk about that for... They can't see you nodding. You have to say one. I've always been boring, so... Um, And we just wanted to go. And so we did struggle with like, man, six months, that's a ton of money. Mm. Do we make this into a mission trip? Um, Because, you know, there's people starving and people who need help and the kingdom needs to advance and into people's lives. And so let's spend our money differently. Why would we spend it on ourselves? Mm. And so kind of thought, Oh, let's do a mission trip. And then we'll, you know, be able to do our secret motivation, which is we just want to travel, but we'll make it Christian, which is the worst way of thinking about things. But, and then eventually we kind of said, no, we don't want to be false about this or like, be able, we don't want to be able to tell people, oh yeah, we we traveled for six months with missions. Mm-hmm. We want to like, if people ask, say, no, we did this for fun. We did this for adventure. We did it for ourselves. Right. Uh, and then have to deal with what you know their reaction to that. And so I don't know where I'm at at that. I we did Europe for a month and a half. We did Israel. We did three countries in Africa. Nice. We did. A couple Asian countries, so India, Malaysia, Singapore, Philippines stuff. Mm. And then we came home. So, like, it was incredible. It was an incredible trip. But I did wonder, like, is this how we use our money? Is this, or is this somebody who has a lot of money and ability to travel and 
isn't thinking through problems that the rest of the world is going through. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a natural bias about ch- travel? Dave? I don't think I do. Um, yeah, I think travel, my, my thoughts are that traveling's fine. Like, um, I don't see a lot of difference between traveling and not traveling in terms of this is a good thing to do and this is a bad thing to do. I th- if I can be really vague and general, I mean, as a Christian, you're just, no matter where you are or what you're doing, you're supposed to be living intentionally. Now, what that means. <laughs> Buzzword. Yeah. Christianese. Yeah, but it sounds good, right? Like, but, uh, but you can be over there not on a missions trip, just whatever, but wherever you go, you are spreading, um, you're living the way that Jesus would, you're, you're showing love and your respect and all that stuff. I think that that's a, that's a good way to, a fine way to think about it, Dave. I, I just think that what, what, if you don't, travel then if you don't do something like that then what do you what do you save your money for is it for because I, I feel like people travel because they want to take a break or they want to enjoy something and if they're not spending their money on traveling then you know what, what what would you say for what would you do in place of traveling if people use it as uh travel for the sake of traveling use it for a vacation for a rest or whatever what what would you use your money for yeah, I mean, that was kind of our justification was, right. you know, listen, we're actually not spending more than you do paying rent and car insurance and tuition right. and what are, whatever else you spend in six months. We're pretty much spending that same amount, just in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's not actually a jump. There was. I mean, we spent more than ordinary life, but not much more for us with both being in school. And so I kind of justified it that way in my head that exactly, well, this money would just go to something else. What, what's the big deal? But I think what it revealed in me was just because the same amount we spend on traveling is what we spend on regular life. Like you realize how much you're spending and then it kind of makes you question Oh, how much am I spending on regular life then? Right. <laughs> like, is this just us in a bubble of having tons of money where it's like, well, but I spend this kind of money when I'm living the rest of my life. Mm. Well, maybe you shouldn't do that either. Like, mm. maybe this is just all together. Like, we have ridiculous amounts of disposable income yeah. in all these ways we don't realize. And so traveling kind of exposed that in me where it's like, I have tons of money to travel the world. And, you know, we went to countries like Zambia and visited with people. And then we went to the Victoria Falls in Zambia that was on the other side of the country. We just took a bus, but they had never done that in their own country. Yeah. They couldn't afford to go to another part of their country to the falls. And we were getting to see the falls. Oh man, that raises issues to me. Hey? <laughs> like, isn't that nuts? Yeah. I just thought that was like, I felt sick. Like, what am I doing going to your waterfalls? 
Uh, one thing I saw when I was traveling, and I don't know how to work through this motivation, and hopefully you guys can kind of dissect this, but I think there's something in me that wants experiences now. I don't mean that like I can't wait for long-term gratification, like, oh, I should be, travel when I'm retired and this is silly for me as a young person to spend my money. I mean, like, I want things on earth. Like, I want a life filled with experiences and seeing the world and that I would see it as um, that I was missing something hmm. by not seeing the world. And I think Ivy had much better views on that where she's kind of like, well, what I don't like in heaven, I'm going to see awesome things. I'm going to see better things. Like, so why do I feel the need to see them now? Why do I feel the need to get all those experiences done or something that I'm missing out somehow by not traveling? Like, does that reflect something in me that is, you know, thinks this is all there is and you need to grab it. Because when I look at the trend of traveling in young people now, I think that's what it is. It's like, I need to grab this because the most important thing in life is getting those moments now. This, when I think about this, it brings, I think about martyrs for some reason. And, and I, I, there's a verse somewhere. Let's just proof text guys in the Bible about <laughs> it, it, it's uh, good to live peaceable and quiet lives. Yeah, I heard yeah, that one too. Is that That's, in your Bible, uh, Dave? <laughs> yeah, it's a good yeah, one. Okay. That so, one. Seriously, is it I have that there? tattooed it's on my there. ankle. Tanner, are you being facetious still, or is it there? <laughs> oh, I said it's it's tattooed on my ankle, man. Like, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> At any rate, it makes me think about like how much of our lives when we when we get the opportunities to travel and get these uh, seemingly luxuries come before us, they come from a place of that we're not being persecuted. We're in a different state of culture right now. I know that there's a ton of places that are facing persecution, but for us like Obama, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's a martyr if I ever heard one. No, no, he's persecuting us. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, he's totally that. No, those. I can't say that. Anyways, Anyways it, we come at a place that's not a persecution. Yeah, and so I just reading about a few martyrs in for one of my history classes, and it's just like the guys have swords at their heads, and people are gathered all around, and I'm wondering, like, the guy that's about to get beheaded is he like has he experienced the good things in life has he enjoyed these things that we get to enjoy and that made me remember a different perspective about like truly literally how how sometimes i think that my life is totally my own and i can do what i want and should we choose to take advantage of situations that we have. And I don't mean that in a negative term as in take advantage as you're exploiting something. Maybe you are, but take advantage of opportunities to travel and do them. Or should we be like, I have Christian brothers and sisters that are suffering right now. They're not in proximity, but how do I be in solidarity with them? Okay. Here's a question. Knowing that 
most of the world cannot travel. Should we be traveling? And I mean that as like, when I think about the Zambia example, I thought, you know what? I don't really feel guilty about using my money to travel. I mean, I did. I wrestled with it and I still wrestle with it, that decision. But in general, I think God lets us use our money this way. And so I'm not saying a moral black and white, like it is immoral to use your money if other people can't. But if we were to express solidarity to the poor, does that mean if you can't travel, I'm not traveling? Like, how can I have this luxury when you can't even see something in your own country? Oh, man. This concept of the global neighbor is really confusing to me. Because before all all this technology came in that we could be in contact with people across oceans, um, like, my heart was so much more at peace. My heart would be so much more at peace knowing that, like, I can just take care of the neighbors that are 10 feet from me yeah. rather than wondering like, how am I going to take care of my global neighbor? Like I can't buy certain foods. I can't, I can't drive a car sometimes because of global warming or in climate refugees or however you want to, because yeah. I'm just like, man, that global neighbor thing is so hard. Like when, when we didn't have that knowledge, we didn't have to respond to that knowledge. And a part of me is like, totally like, when you didn't, when you didn't know that there's somebody out there, not that that ignorance is bliss or something like that, but that's how people, you know, in uh, in biblical times live. Like you had your person, you had your neighborhood, and you you didn't leave. And I wonder if their hearts were a lot more put together then. And of course, there doesn't have to be attention if you're not a Christian. You can do whatever you want. But I'm just like, for me, it's hard to. It's hard to be a global neighbor when I know that there's poor here. And, oh man, anyways. Hmm. All right, guys. So now that we've talked through this a little bit and shared some thoughts on it, where you guys want to refresh our memories? And maybe there's something that stood out that's like, oh, I didn't think about this. And that sort of changed how I think about travel and about how we spend money, too. Maybe there's something within that. Dave, what do you think? After all that we've talked about, no, that it was a lie. Eh? <laughs> yeah, I think that money is a is a tricky thing because there is a there's an element to money of falling in love with it, and mm. and it's very easy to perpetuate our selfish lifestyles with money. But I'm not super anti spending. Um, I definitely wouldn't do a blanket statement of you can never go traveling just for the sake of traveling. Hmm. But while wherever you go, you are a representative of, I, I'm ignoring you. (laughs) I'm just ignoring you. Okay. So wherever you go, you are a representative of Christ and you have to, you have to live in that way. Um, I think that you can make the statement of maybe it would be better not to, but I don't think you can make the statement of it is wrong to. So. Hmm. Thanks, Dave. Tanner? I don't know. It, it's honestly good to talk it out loud. I haven't in a while. And it's just, I mean, I'm planning another big trip. 
not 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 that big. I'll never I'll never do one that big, but I, I'm pied on traveling and I've really had to think through this again and it stinks. Uh I am very skeptical about wealth in our culture and wealth that I have. Very, I think the point of Jesus' teachings is that when you are rich, nobody thinks they're greedy. There's not one person in the world who believes they're greedy. It blinds you to the fact that you are being greedy. That, that that's what wealth does. It blinds you to what you don't ask the questions that are hard and you just kind of assume your lifestyle is okay. And so because of that, I always get scared when I talk about this, that maybe I just really want to travel. And so I listen to arguments that let me do that. Totally. <laughs> I don't know. This, uh, uh, but I, I don't have a conclusion. I really liked both of your thoughts on it. And I probably agree with Dave that you can't make a moral absolute out of that. That's You're a that. fence sitter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you guys are just perched on your I, de- I deserve that. Jackson, give us a real man's opinion. Just- I'm going to pick a side <laughs> on the grass. No, I think that. Oh, I think that you can justify anything through comparison. That guy has a Lexus, so I can have a Jeep Grand Cherokee and a litter of other things that can come from it. Right. That's my, my, that's my difficulty with money. And so you can, have a, you can have a reason, be it a Christian reason, be like, I need a Sabbath. I need to go to Israel, and I need to put my feet where Jesus put his feet and take that in and take that change. And I'm like... I think that's a Christian reason. And right. some people are like, I need to go to Bangladesh and serve. I need to figure out a way how to help and be there. And maybe there's a place for me to help within this culture. I think that with traveling specifically, it, yeah, just you can, you can go for whatever reason you want to just make sure that you believe that reason and that, yeah, that you can give into it and trust it during that time, whether it's a rest thing or a mission thing. or I, I think that it needs to be attached to a Christian reason, though. I can't see it being like, I'm going to go party in Europe. For a oh, really? Like, you think there needs to be an explicit Christian reason? I think I'm going to stand on that spot. Yeah, because whether it's, a, whether it's a Christian reason to do mission or a Christian reason to learn, or a Christian reason, and I don't, I don't want you to just say, "Oh, I have my Christian reason here, and it's going to fit in, and I'm just going to put it in there." But as your reason for traveling, it has to start from a Christian space. Isn't that like such an evangelical view, though, to be like, "This is Christian," but going and experiencing God's world because it's awesome? Well, that's not really Christian. You have to be doing a mission trip. Like, well, that's if you can't give a presentation to your church after. It doesn't count or something. <laughs> That's when Christian reason becomes bigger than just evangelical. Evangelical is super wrapped in, I'm going to go and preach the gospel somewhere. That would be an evangelical reason, I think. But I think a Christian reason can be bigger than that. It can be, I need 
a rest and I feel like this place would be good for me. But rather than, oh, I'm going to go, you know, party and do whatever I want and spend money that could be but, used. But that's rest. rest for some people. Uh, you know what? That could be right. But that tell, like, people using that reason as a justification rather than, like, like it's a tag along. It's like, oh, it, like, they really just want to go party. And they're like, oh, I can, like, Christians party so I can use that as my reason. Sure. I don't think that fits. So I think that I'm less on the fence than you guys. All right, guys. Thanks for sharing your thoughts and sitting in this tension for a bit. And for the for our moms who are listening, <laughs> we hope Hi, Mom. You, <laughs> hey, Jackie. I think <laughs> that we would encourage you to really see that it is a tension. You may have not have previously thought that. You may not have thought about travel in a in a certain type of way. And so we hope that, that this opens that up a little bit. And thanks, guys, for sharing your thoughts on it because it's opened up spaces for me, too, that I need to think about. Kind of just sit in the tension. It can be good. Maybe not, though. Thanks for being fence sitters so you don't have to sit. It's comfy up here on the fence. <laughs> I'm not talking to you until you apologize for calling my mom by her first name. <laughs> What's wrong with that? We share a name. and I call your mom Mrs. O'Brien, and I always will because I'm respectful. I think that's why you were silent that whole time. I thought that you thought I was so profound. That's why just, we're actually shutting up. Jackson. Mrs. Hoffs. Thank you. I apologize for that. It just, like, there's no way I would call your dad by his first name. Randy? <laughs> <laughs> love you randy (laughs) anyways thanks for listening to this once we get that email address set up we look forward to hearing your thoughts on it too to be a part of this conversation and participate within it because you might share different ideas than we do and we look forward to hearing those thanks again this is jackson o'brien i'm david short i'm tanner hoffs Thank you for listening to Desiring Brethren.